0: I like parades. I like parades. And keep your love of parades in mind for just a second, okay? Keep your love of parades in mind for for just a minute, all right? This, this is not meant to be mean. Uh, it, it, it's not. But when he lived in Argentina, the new Pope Francis I, he used to take the bus a lot. He didn't like the pomp and the circumstance when he was in Argentina. Uh, but according to NBC... He is unlikely to have that lack of luxury as Pope, if only for security reasons, they say. Uh, his main ride, according to NBC, will be the white armored Mercedes SUV with the elevated glass enclosure known as the Pope Mobile around the world. The interior is white with gold trim, armor plated. And for longer trips, he'll use his helicopter. It's staffed by the Italian Air Force. Or he'll have chartered flights uh, for longer trips. Soon he'll move into a sprawling wraparound suite On top of the Apostolic Palace with its own private chapel, medical office, library large enough to hold 20,000 books, a state-of-the-art kitchen with onyx counters. I bet that's beautiful. And the office that he blesses the crowd in St. Peter's Square on Sundays, uh, he'll have that office in that suite as well. The floors are 16th century inlaid marble, polished to a gleam. Historic frescoes, as you can see, cover uh, the walls. There's a rooftop garden and a small apartments for guests and, and small apartments for staff. He'll have a butler, he'll have two secretaries, he'll have maids. He will be known as his holiness. He will, as Pope, travel as long as he's alive or until he quits in a sparkling parade. Notice another parade. One a little more humble. Found in Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11. Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. As this was done, all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the fold of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, And set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Do you see the difference? It's a stark difference. In the man from Galilee, in others today, Christ humbled himself. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Let this mind be in you. Christians, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. God became man. There was no pomp and circumstance. There was no gold in finery. When he died, when he left, it was bloody, brutal. And he did all that for us. The epitome of humility Jesus Christ. Humility is the prescription for all of us Paul said in Philippians 2 and verse 3 let nothing be done through selfish ambition or or conceit but in lowliness of mind I want you to understand that phrase right there lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself I'm supposed to esteem you better than me and you're supposed to esteem me better than you that's who we're supposed to treat each other The word the 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 word lowliness of mind is a compound word. It's it's a it's one word made up of two words in, in the Greek language. Literally it means humble mind. Lowliness of mind. You have a humble mind. This certainly was the mind of Christ. And it certainly is the prescribed way of living for his followers. Matthew chapter 10, verse 24, a disciple is not above his teacher. Mark 10, verse 43, whoever wants to be great will be a servant. Jesus commands, Luke chapter 17 and verse 10, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done What was our duty to do? You know, I caught myself the other day. Last Sunday, caught myself. When I first started preaching here, y'all would come out and you'd say, man, that was a great sermon. Thank you for that. And I would say, I'm but a humble servant. You know what? One reason or another, I stopped saying that. Why? Could it be could it be that I've lost some humility? How about you? Good job on that. Great job on that. Wonderful. Hey, you y'all are we love y'all. When it's all said and done, we're just unprofitable servants. We need to keep that humility about us. Okay? Don't lose it it can happen to any of us in our study of Romans Paul carries uh, the teachings of Christ on in what he writes in Romans chapter 12 verse 3 for I say through the grace given me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith that's how, that's how, I mean, next week, next Sunday morning, Lord willing, we're going to be talking about how to put all of this doctrine that we've learned in the first 11 chapters of Romans into practice. And that's how you do it. You do it with humility. That's a one-word sermon there. Jesus leads a humble parade. He's the head of this parade. He's the grand marshal of this parade. Who's going to be the grand marshal of strawberry form of mountain man? right from duck dynasty he's going to be he's going to be the well jesus is the grand marshal of this parade he leads this parade this humble parade and we can see from scripture a pattern for humility you know when we see the macy's thanksgiving day parade on tv there are announcers who describe that the next float or the next the next um uh, band that's coming along, you know. They describe all the scenes as they're coming down the street, and they cut to the commercial, and they come back. Oh, now we're looking at Charlie Brown, the famous Charlie Brown, and they'll give us a little history about Charlie Brown as he floats by, and then the band behind them and the float behind them. Let me describe for you Jesus's humble parade. I'm gonna, I'm gonna describe the the, the parade as it comes by you this evening. There are patterns. There are patterns for us to follow in humility. The first the first in this humble parade is the afflicted father of Mark chapter 5 verse 22. His name is Jairus. We we talked about him this morning in in Bible class. A ruler of the synagogue. One who would normally, as we talked about this morning, one who would normally follow the Pharisee crowd, but notice verse twenty two when he saw him when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly for the life of his daughter dads daddies that's how we've got that's how we need to approach our prayers for our children we need to hit our knees, and beg the Father for the lives of our children. We need to humble ourselves, go down on our knees, and play humbly to God through Jesus Christ for our precious babies. Next on the parade is the sorrowing mother. The sorrowing mother of Mark chapter 7 verse 25 She's a Gentile woman, but no less a good mother. Seeking only the best for her family. Seeking only the best for her daughter. Her daughter had an unclean spirit in verse 25. And she came and she fell at the feet of Jesus. She was a Greek. She was not a Jew. She was inferior to the Jews. But she was persistent. Mothers. Mamas. Mamas. Your family need you to pray for them. They need you to hit your knees at night and pray for each and every one of them. No no matter how old they are, no matter how little they are. She kept asking for the demon to be cast out of her out of her daughter. Verse 27, but Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to little dogs. In other words, you're a Gentile. I'm going to feed the Jews first. Why would I give a little dog the good bread? But the woman was willing. She said she was willing to eat the crumbs that fell from the table. Verse 28. And her daughter was healed. Next in line in our humble parade. I hope you're catching these. I hope you're catching every one of these examples to live your life humbly. I'm not pointing them out. I'm just telling you the story. I want you to, daddies, I want you to, I want you to understand what it is from that story of Jairus that you need to be doing. Mamas, I want you to understand from that, from that Gentile woman what you need to be doing. Next on our line of this humble parade is the unfortunate sufferers of Matthew chapter 15 verse 30. Look upon them as they pass by. They are lame and blind and mute and maimed. They're the kind of people that you don't want to see in an alley in the middle of the night. They're the kind of people that you cross the street from. They're the kind of people that you hold your nose when you walk by them in the grocery store because they stink so bad. They're brought by others who know the power of Jesus, verse 30, and they laid them down at Jesus' feet. They hum, the, the humble brought the humbled and in humility asked for a miracle and He healed them. Jesus healed them. The lesson I want you to take from this is will you humble yourself? Will you humble yourself to seek and search for the master. Will you humble yourself to seek and search not only for yourself but for those that you know who don't know Him and then humble yourself and bring them with you to the only one that can save them. God was glorified, verse 31, when the lame walked and the blind saw and the deaf heard and God will be glorified when those brought here have enough faith to obey and be saved. God will be glorified then too. Next on our humble parade is the sinful woman of Luke chapter 7, verse 37. At Simon the Pharisee's house, Jesus was eating, verse 37. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask full of fragrant oil. This woman stood behind Jesus. There was no water. There was no water that seemed to be afforded her to do what she was about to do. But there were enough tears in her eyes to wash the feet of Jesus she was afforded no towel she was afforded no water and she was afforded no towel to wash Jesus' feet but she used her hair instead she kissed his feet she put oil on his feet Will you use what you've been given, the expensive and the common? That's what she used. She had something very expensive, that alabaster flask of oil, and she used her tears and her hair, something common. Will you use the expensive and the common to glorify God, to humble yourself at the feet of Jesus? Think of all the the expensive things you own. Think about all the common things you have. She used them both. She used them both. She was useful to Jesus. Proud Simon, verse 44, gave Jesus no water to wash up with. He he gave Jesus no kiss of greeting. He gave Jesus no oil to anoint his head with. Do we like Jesus, do we like Simon treat Jesus as common? In this humble parade, the sinful woman is now known As the humble woman, and whom Jesus made, verse 48, the forgiven woman. What a beautiful float in our parade. Next up in line in our humble parade of Jesus, Luke chapter 10, verse 39, the truth seeker. Mary is her name. Jesus was at her and her sister's house. Mary sat at Jesus' feet. Listening to the master, Martha, verse 40, was distracted with a bunch of serving. She was working so hard and told Jesus, Lord, don't you care? Lord, don't you care? How many of us in our busy lives, lives too busy with work, with bills, with with the house, with the kids, with the job, how many of us in our lives sit back and say, Lord, don't you care? Don't you care? overwhelmed. We wonder, does God care? Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? We put so many expectations on others, don't we? Family and and friends, and uh, we put so many expectations on the elder, on the preacher, on our church family, and sometimes we just feel alone. We feel so alone. We want others to help, but notice how Jesus describes the truth seeker. Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things. But the truth seeker, but that the one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Given the choice, we must choose to humble ourselves and sit at the feet of Jesus and learn his learn his word. Sitting at the feet of Jesus John chapter 8 verse 32 It says the truth will make you free John 17 17 says Jesus tells God Thy word is truth We've got to study God's word We've got to obey God's word Even in the worst of times Even in the worst times of our lives We've got to humble humble ourselves And sit at his feet Go to our knees And pray to God The truth seeker is again seen in our parade as the mourning sister. John chapter 11, verse 32. After the death of her brother Lazarus, when Jesus came, Mary again fell down at Jesus' feet. Humble. Her weeping made Jesus, it says, groan in His spirit. Our God longs to heal our lives. Our God longs to dry our tears if we will but humble ourselves under His mighty hand. We have a part in this humble parade. Did you know you were in it? You're in this humble parade too. You're the reverent worshiper of Revelation chapter 1, verse 17. Like John in Revelation chapter 1, verse 17, we too. Need to fall at the feet of Jesus, humble, understanding, revealed mysteries, and working in the kingdom. We are to put our prescribed humility, we have seen a pattern for, into practice. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. In verse 13, we must humble ourselves and recognize those who labor among us. Like our deacons. Like our teachers. Like our elders. Those who are over us in the Lord, our elders who admonish us, we are to esteem them highly in love. That's how we practice humility. We humble ourselves with someone else we are to practice humility in serving one another like Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 5 and 6 when he didn't seek glory from them or others you know Paul could have played the apostle card he could have said listen I'm an apostle you got to treat me with a little bit of reverence here that's not what he did like a mother it says caring for her children he was gentle wasn't he he was humble We can practice humility by preferring one another. Romans chapter 12 and verse 10, we can work for each other. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 12, and edify the body. Build each each other up. And we can certainly have enough humility to practice love by letting brotherly love continue. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1. My loving others as Christ loved us. Ephesians chapter two, 5 verse 2. 1 Peter 5 verse 5 says, Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. If we follow the prescribed pattern and practice humility in our Christian walk, we will receive the promises that are attached to being humble. Luke chapter 9, verse 48 says, The least will be the greatest. That's how we've got to start thinking. I'm gonna be the least. I'm gonna do the job. I'm gonna get busy and work hard for the kingdom. The least will be the greatest. Luke chapter 14, verse 11, The humble will be exalted. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and, and He will lift you up. There's a humble promise in James chapter 4, verse 6. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Verse ten, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord; and He will lift you up. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift. the humble parade. The faithful parade. In Hebrews chapter 11, if you'll turn there. Hebrews chapter 11 shows that the humble and the faithful obeyed. Look at Hebrews chapter 11. It says, Abel was humble and faithful and obeyed. Noah, humble and faithful, and he he obeyed. Abraham was faithful and obeyed. Sarah, she humbled herself. She was faithful and she obeyed. Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, Rahab, David, all of them were humble. They humbled themselves and they obeyed God. Verse 35, others, not named, were tortured, tried, mocked, Whipped, chained, imprisoned, stone, stone sawn in two, tempted, slain with a sword. They were humble, faithful. And the world was not worthy of them, the Bible says. But they didn't think that, they didn't know that about themselves. The lust of the flesh, John writes in First John. The lust of the, the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the, the boastful, what? Pride of life. The pride of life. Pride will get you every time. Pride will rain on your parade. <laughs> John, Jonathan Edwards, he was a preacher back in the colonial days. He says, Nothing sets a person so much out of the devil's reach as humility. If you want the devil to get out of your life and you want the devil to leave you alone, be humble. Don't be prideful. Does pride get you in trouble? Charles Spurgeon. And no one, no one comment on the sem- resemblance. If he had glasses on, man, wouldn't it be? Charles Spurgeon said, humility is to make a right estimate of oneself. What about you? Are you humble enough to take a look at you? pick out your flaws and make them right are you humble are you humble enough to obey then obey now join the parade leave here to serve be a part of the kingdom the humble kingdom that Jesus Christ Shows us the pattern for, prescribes for us, and wants us to obey. Come right now if you want to.